Hi. Hello. Welcome. Oh, it's me. I'm I'm busted. I'm sick. I have a cold. Um, I have a bacterial infection. That's Ooh. not I'm not that's not what I'm telling you about is the good news. Um, I'm taking antibiotics. So I'm drinking uh, lots of cranberry juice and eating yogurt. Mm. Um, but uh, have you heard? Oh, I, and my name is Sophia. So if you're just tuning in and this is your first episode, that's a really shocking introduction to who we are and well, who I am and what I do. So enjoy. You're gonna give us. <laughs> and the, this is not the, what I the, sound like normally. This is not what I normally sound like. Also, my headphones are like dead. Anyway, who are you? Well, you gotta give us the cold open. Oh, shit! Yeah, um, a message in a bottle from 2018 is found after an Atlantic voyage. Interesting. Yeah. Um, hi, I'm Cat slash Dylan, and I use they them pronouns. Yeah, and I'm Sophia, and I already said that, and I use she, her pronouns. Um, so a message in a bottle has united two teenage boys across the Atlantic Ocean three years after its extraordinary after it began its extraordinary voyage. Interesting. Sean Smith, sixteen, sent a note while on holiday in the Easter this article's from the BBC, so Holiday. Holiday. Um also I've been watching a lot of Love Island recently um, because Love Island in the UK has started. And for the first time in my life, being a Love Island fan, excuse me, hang on a second. (coughs) (coughs) Disgusting. So sorry about that. So sorry about that, darling. For the first time in my life, I'm watching Love Island as it is coming out. Mm -hmm. Um, Not watching it. Like, because of the time difference. Mm-hmm. So I, I watch the episode, the mo- like, I watch it at breakfast. Mm-hmm. So I take, you know, my morning tea and eggs, and I watch Love Island, much to the annoyance of my whole family, <clears throat> who have to sit there and listen to people graft in the morning, um, because they're British. Anyway... Um, so Sean Smith, 16, had sent a note while on holiday in the eastern United States of Rhode Island uh, in 2018. His message read, It is Thanksgiving. I am 13 and visiting family in Rhode Island. I am from Vermont. If found, email messageinabottle2018 at gmail.com. Mm. Three years <laughs> on, the message was found more than 3,000 miles 4,820 kilometers away. Christian Santos, 17, discovered the bottle in the Azores, a Portuguese archipelago in the mid-Atlantic. He told the Boston Globe newspaper that he saw the bottle while fishing with his cousin in the shallow ocean waters where he regularly picks up trash. I picked it up and looked inside and there was a piece of paper in there, said Christian. I thought it was interesting and went to show it to my mom. His mother, Molly Santos, told her son that the note was from near Massachusetts, where he was born before moving to the Azores. You've got a whole butt in your 
camera. She does not want to get off my laptop. Of course not. Did she stop your recording? Nope. Still going. Good. Yay. Curious to find out more about the author, Christian and his mother decided to follow the instructions within the bottle. They sent an email but hadn't received a reply because Sean had long forgotten about the message in the bottle and wasn't checking for responses. The message got through eventually, though. Christian's mother shared a post about the message last week, generating media interest uh, interest in its origin. So she shared a post on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and a week later, Sean saw a news report about the discovery of his message. Um, my first reaction was like, what the heck? Sean told a BBC partner, CBS News. Uh, he said the bottle was one of several he and his relatives threw into the ocean in 2018. A couple of them got found not long afterwards, but two and a half years later, I had completely forgotten we'd even done it, Sean said. Now Sean has a memory and possibly a friend he'll never forget. Cute. Um, I think we will try to stay in touch. It's a pretty special occurrence, Sean said. That's nice. Isn't that adorable? So... Send messages in bottles if you feel like it, I guess. Isn't that littering, though? (coughs) I mean, theoretically, yes, but it's littering with a purpose. I, Mm. as an environmental studies major, approve of it. Okay. Um, So I just want to say, so it's been, this probably is going to end up going up as this weekend's episode. So it's been three weeks since we last had an episode. Yeah, oofa scoofa, guys. it's, It's been, you know? Yeah, um, we did record, and then we lost the yeah. recording, so One we have we another episode. Re- we didn't have time to record. The next week, we recorded, and then the audio got lost. And then the week after that, we were both super-duper busy and kept putting off recording until today, which is now closer to next week's episode. Mm-hmm. And this past weekend, uh, we were together, but it was for a... Can I say fuck America party? Yeah. It was a... We weren't really... What was it? So we... Before... Early on in the party, uh, we we split the party, which you should never do. Uh, so somebody could walk a dog and some of us could go to 7-Eleven to get snacks. And there was something specific we were looking for. Oh, salsa. Um, yeah. We were also... You were also trying to pick up pizza dough, but... Silly me, I was like, of course this place is going to be open. Because in my head, I was just like hanging out with my friends and it wasn't a national holiday. The thing is, um, I don't necessarily know that they were closed because it was the 4th of July. Because they're closed on Sundays. Are they always closed on Sundays? They've just got a sign that says we're closed on Sundays. Oh, wacky. Okay. Um, Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry about my coughing. While we were at this, um, at the 7-Eleven getting snacks, um, we ran into somebody we knew in high school. And uh, this person, they were like, um, oh, what are you guys doing today? And we were all like, how do we explain that it's just a bunch of people that Sophia knows getting together and just getting <laughs> fucked up? <laughs> Literally, yeah. Um, um, not to mention that one of the people you, who I believe was with you. Yeah. Didn't know either of you before this. Nope. Yeah. So and we literally, like... literally just knew me. 
Um, and I hadn't, I hadn't seen her in two years, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've been talking, we've had a Snapchat, Snapchat streak the entire time. Oh, that's um, nice. And we talk pretty regularly. And I literally hadn't seen her in person in two years. And I was like, I want an, an excuse. And she has yeah. the day off on Monday. Because, you know, holiday. Mm. Um, This seems like a good excuse. Let's get her to my house. So I was like, this seems like a good excuse. And then we did it. Um, (laughs) Which is really... But uh, this person from high school that we ran into was like, what are y'all up to today? And we were like, um... uh, One of our friends who knew this person was like, oh, we're getting... Oh, we're getting chicken nuggets. This person had already had some drinks. Because I was driving. Um, the uh, at the same time that the the person who did not know this person went sin. <laughs> so we decided uh, that Sunday was a day of nuggets and sin. I believe it ended up being nuggets, sin, and debauchery by the end of yeah by the end of the night. By the end um, of the night, which you know appropriate. It was really fun. Yeah, I think overall in terms of my experiences on the Fourth of July which is a holiday I could not give less of a shit about. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty good 4th of July. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that was probably in my top five. I don't remember most of them. I definitely, like, went went to slash had at my house lots and lots of cookouts with my mom's family. I feel um, like I've spent 4th of July with you before. Perhaps. I don't know. I do know what my worst 4th of July was, and that was when I worked in a tourist trap on Cape Cod on the 4th of July, and I had Uh-oh. two five-hour shifts back-to-back. Uh-oh. Socks. Socks. I literally opened at one location and then closed at the other. Oh. Oh. L- luckily, the one that I opened opened at noon because it was an ice cream place, but... um. That sounds awful. So you worked from 12 to 5 and then from 5 like to 10. Five, 5 to 10? Yeah. Because they were next door to each other? Yep. Oh, disgusting. I remember when we were visiting, our friend said, and I quote, I'm a slut for a good general store. Yeah. And then you said, we can't go into that one because you worked there. I, I used is- to work there. And I don't Which is completely valid. It's very fair. Um, yeah. I gotta get up to the Cape this summer. I'm going tomorrow. Well, I mean, sometime in August you're gonna have to drag me up there. Yeah. By drag me up there I mean say, Hey, wanna go to the Cape? And I'll say yeah. Yes, please. This summer has been weird busy. Dude, I've been so busy this summer. It's not fair. I was like, I'm going to relax this summer. And then I've had so much to do. I have to go to the fucking RMV tomorrow. Can you believe how disgusting that is? You have to go there in person? Yes. Yikes. I made an appointment. I mean, that's better than having to wait in line. Yeah, you can. There are no more. There are no walk-ins. I mean, I guess that makes sense. They will um, not let you walk into the RMV anymore because, you know, there's a pandemic on. Yeah. Oh, but I wanted to say because we've missed the past three weeks, I've just kind of hoarded a lot of news stories that I feel like. You've hoarded. I haven't been able to find any. Uh, we haven't really 
we can't really like delve into any one of these things. Ooh, do you so want to for the middle bit do rapid fire headlines? Well, I was just going to touch on a couple of my favorites uh, from the end of June and the beginning of July. Oh, go for um, it. Specifically, um, have you heard that football is gay? Oh, you mean the footballer who came out? No, I mean specifically football is gay. No, I hadn't hear- heard about Official that. I knew there was NFL a- Twitter posted a video about trying to make football more inclusive. And well, part for of Pride that, for Pride Month for Pride Month, and part of that is just, uh, just a blank, empty black screen with white text that says, "Football is gay." Oh my god! Football is lesbian. Football is transgender. Football is queer. Football I just really like football everyone. is gay. Wait, yeah. does it say football is transgender? Yeah. Wait, I thought you were saying those are things that people made in response. No, no, no. Those are all parts of the video. Because instead of, like, making a video talking about with, like, a person talking or, like, a montage, it's literally just a black screen with they have different one, text appearing. There is, there is one openly gay NFL player playing right now. All of the other ones have retired and then come out yeah. because the organization is so blatantly yep. homophobic. But so, so the, the, sorry, forgive me. The, the video that the NFL official Twitter tweeted literally just starts with football in white text on a black screen. And can you the send words, that to me, please? Is gay appear next can you to s- it. Can you please send that to me? Yes. I really want to see it. I sent it to you. I sent it to you on Discord. Just football is gay <laughs> oh, oh and they God. spell out it they spell it out football is g a y oh my god cat i don't know whether or not i just i honestly wish they just call me a slur and get it over with um i i just want to go through and list all of the things that football is apparently american gay lesbian Except- Accepting. Beautiful. Queer life. Exciting culture. Transgender. Heart power tough. Bisexual. Strong. Freedom. American. Accepting. Everything. Everything. (laughs) For everyone. But I just, I can't get over just football is gay. (laughs) Um... Are they actually donating any money to the Trevor Project? Um, yes. Because, okay. They were matching donations that people were making. Okay. Um, like, okay. with them. Uh, okay, then this is a good thing that they're doing. Because, yeah. like, if they were just, like... Because from this tweet, it looks like... <laughs> for more information on how you can help, go to the Trevor Project. And it's like, they're not doing anything. It's like, check out this cool organization that we're not donating to. Yeah. Um, speaking of organizations, love the Trevor Project. Right now, um, I believe uh, Mermaids in the UK, which is a trans organization, is uh, trying to raise money uh, because of some shitty bills that have been passed or going to oh. be passed. So um, if you're For interested sure. in supporting trans people in the UK, um, check out Mermaids. Um, transphobia hits different in the united kingdom have you seen there is a a map that somebody made 
of engagement with like tweets like tra- transphobic tweets and it's yeah, like I know what you're talking about. almost entire like the UK is like several steps above everywhere else in terms of intensity. Oh yeah, transphobia in the United Kingdom hits on a different level. It's disgusting. Um, speaking of rainbow capitalism, this is uh, do you remember the IKEA couches? <laughs> this is a story from uh Wait, how do you feel about the IKEA couches? Cuz like I personally so I I like the fact that they, like, did this as an art piece. Like, you can't buy the couches. Like, they're not selling the couches. They're just using their brand being known for couches and then worked with queer artists to make couches that they felt reflected their identities, which was very cool and very cute. The um, bisexual couch, however, bad, upsetting. I didn't. I should probably, I don't remember The person who made it is valid, and I understand where they were coming from. However, it is a couch that is covered in blue, purple, and pink hands. And it says, when you change or to and, nobody believes you. Which, like, I understand the message. It's about feeling invisible. However, there's something really menacing about a couch covered in hands that says (laughs) nobody believes you. Yeah. Um, I like all of the other couches, though. Yeah, I'm, they're all really cool and interesting. Um, also, the the uh, people on Twitter were talking about how the non-binary, non-binary couch has, like, bondage straps. <laughs> oh, boy. So, like, um, I will say, so this came out, like, the couches came out and... Twitter exploded because, again, the bisexual couch is covered in hands and says nobody believes you. Um, including a bunch of, like, 3D hands on the armrest of the couch, which are just very, very upsetting. Um, anyway, this came out and um, uh, IKEA employees on Twitter were like, hey, how come you guys are all about queer rights? But uh, paperwork and schedules and stuff for trans employees still designates them, even if their, like, name badge that the customers see has their name, like, Hmm. not their dead name. And uh, Ikea, like, responded to that and was like, you're you're right, that's fucked up. We'll work on it. And apparently changes have been slowly rolling out to stop dead naming their trans employees. Good. Should have done it sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got two more. One is um, uh, for the 10th anniversary of Lady Gaga's Born This Way, a bunch of queer artists covered songs from it, um, including Orville Peck covering Born This Way, which slaps <sighs> so hard. I love Orville Peck. Uh, Born This Way, the country road version. Um. And my final, my final one, which is not uh, June Pride Month, but is, in fact, July Pride Month. Um, because July is Disability Pride Month, and Charleston, South Carolina, will be having, like, an event to recognize and uplift disabled voices. Nice. In honor of uh, Disability Pride Month. Nice. Fuck Yeah. 
So that, that's my that's my rapid fire. Here's what you missed in the world. Do you do you have an article for this week, or, or is that? I what mean, you I, I have one. It's I have just a couple. I have an article, and then I have some like listicles that I think would be fun to talk about, uh, depending on how much time we have. Okay. Do you want me to go first? Yes, please. Okay. <clears throat> so, I'm not a fan of orcas being called killer whales, but it is important for the name of for this article, mm-hmm. for the headline. Killer whales form killer friendships, new drone footage suggests. So. Interesting. In the Animal Kingdom, oh, this article from Science, Science Mag, mm-hmm. um, from Krista Lesse Lassere. You got a great name. Uh, it's from a while ago. It's from June 17th. Um, in the Animal Kingdom, orcas are social stars. They travel in extended, varied family groups, care for grandchildren uh, after menopause. And even have intimate human speech. No, sorry. Imitate human speech. <laughs> I was like, intimate human speech? <laughs> Imitate human speech. What does that mean when it comes to whales? <laughs> now, marine biologists are adding one more behavior to the list. Forming fast friendships. A new study suggests whales rival chimpanzees macaws, and even humans when it comes to kinds of social touching that indicates strong bonds. So it is intimate. Yes. Yes. Uh, The study marks... (laughs) Oh, excuse me. The study marks a very important contribution to the field of social behavior in dolphins and whales, says Jose Zamborano uh, Abramson. Abramson, yes a comparative psychologist at the Complexu University of Madrid who wasn't involved in the work. Okay. Um, These new images show lots of touching in many different types, probably related to different kinds of emotions, much much like the complex social dynamics we see in great apes. Audio and video recordings have shown some marine mammals maintain social structures, including male dolphins that learn names of close allies. But there are there is little footage of orcas, which hunt and play in open water. Although the whales only swim about 6 kilometers per hour, it is hard to fully observe them from boats, and they may not actually and they might not act naturally near humans. Zamorano Abramson says. That's where drone technology came swooping in. Michael Weiss. Weiss? I'll go with Weiss. Michael Weiss, a behavioral ecologist at the Center for Whale Research in Friday Harbor, Washington, teamed up with colleagues to launch an unmanned drone, to launch unmanned drones from their six-meter motorboat and from the shore of the northern Pacific Ocean, flying them 30 to 120 meters above a pod of 22 resident orcas. 
that was high enough to respect the federal aviation requirements and not to bother the whales. They logged 10 hours of footage over a 10-day period, marking the first time drones have been used to study friendly physical contact between any... Ooh, Cetacine? I don't know. That's Latin. Fuck Latin. My diploma came the mm-hmm. other day, and that shit's all in Latin. The inside. Your diploma in Latin? You know, I've never actually looked at it for very long. I was like, yep, this came in the mail. It has my name on it. It has my year of graduation. Good enough. Close the fuck enough. Yeah. No, my shit's all in Latin. And I looked at it and I was like, Mount Holyagius, Caligius, whatever. And I was like, this shit's in Latin. What does it say? Fuck if I know. Anyway, to the surprise of the research, to their surprise, the researchers recorded More than, guess how many instances of physical contact between individuals? What, what's the, what are the criteria here? Just instances of physical contact between individuals. Over what time period? Uh, 10 hours, uh, 10 days. But they're whales. 42? (laughs) You're so cold. Lower or higher? 2,000. Way lower. 180. Higher. 400. Higher. 800. Bang on the money. Yay. They recorded more than 800 instances of physical contact between individuals. They report this week in the Proceedings of the Royal Society B, which includes slippery hugs, back-to-back, and nose-to-nose rubs, and flipper slaps between pairs of whales all dispersed around boats, bouts of leaping out of the water in perfect synchronicity. Other whales playfully toss calves into the air, letting them splash back into the water next to them. Those weren't just, those interactions weren't just random, Weiss says. Weiss says. This man says. The drone images reveal, (coughs) sorry, (coughs) reveal clear preference among individuals, usually for one best friend of the same sex and age. Take J49 and J51, two distantly related males ages 9 and 6, for instance. Every time you see a group of whales, those two are... Every time you see the group of whales, those two are right there interacting with each other, Weiss says. I wouldn't hesitate to use the word friendship here. These rates of social interaction paralleled those seen in humans and non-human primates. They're making friends and reinforcing that bond with all physical, with this physical contact, Weiss says. We suspect that orcas are super tactile, but but even we were surprised with how tactile they actually are. The researchers also noted more than 1,600 instances of synchronized jumping and breathing, behaviors that imply synchronized 
behaviors that impri- imply social cooperation, he adds. The youngsters led most of these interactions rather than older females or males. That runs contrary to the body of evidence showing older females central, role, central roles in pods. Older males in particular were more peripheral, Weiss says. Younger individuals really seem to be the glue holding the groups together, as they should. Those rowdy, rowdy wet boys and Can girls. I briefly interrupt you? So I'm trying to, I, I'm trying to find the, um, I had something, a news article from earlier today for the middle bit, um, and I'm trying to find it again because I forgot to save it. Um, so I'm scrolling through my news feed, and do you want to hear the worst headline I've ever read? Sure. America's royal family is having a baby. To, uh, uh, guess who America's royal family is. I was going to guess the Kardashians, but... No? I don't think you're going to get it, because who in a million years would call them America's royal family? Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost. The fuck? They're... Wait. I mean, I don't care that they're having a baby, Why but... are they called America's royal family? They're not. Who... Who gave them that title? Colin I don't remember Jones any did. Uh, woman in a what is it? Woman, woman in a body of water handing out swords left and right. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Excalibur. But there's the there's a Monty Python quote where it's like, oh yeah. Anyway, sorry, I got distracted by that, and it just why. Yeah, that's not great. I don't like that very much. Okay. <coughs> okay, I found, okay, I found it. This gradual loss of centrality as individual, individual's age is known in many social man- mammals, including humans, and suggests a kind of decline in sociality, Weiss says. One hypothesis is that as animals... Senses? What the? S e n e s c e. Senses. Senses. They are less able to engage in social interactions. This finding is especially intriguing for biological anthropologist Stacy Takat, the University of Arizona, who also wasn't involved in the study. Scientists have long observed, sorry. Just the way that was phrased, it feels very um, confrontational. Yeah. Scientists have long observed the social aging trend in primates, but there are still a lot of unanswered questions, she says. She hopes for more footage of the whales to learn more. And that's certainly on the researchers' radar. We are... We're already gathering new data with more advanced equipment, says Weiss, speaking from the Han- from San Juan Island's Snug Harbor, where his team moored its boat for the night. This study is just one piece of a much bigger movement to study different aspects of animal, different aspects of behavior in marine mammals. Hmm. Done. I'm going to be near the San Juan Islands at some point. Eventually, because I have people who live in that part of the world. Mm. I don't want to dox anybody I know. Holy cow. 
Wow, we've talked a lot about whales on this podcast. They're a very notable animal. They're big boys. Big boys. Do you remember that man who was swallowed by a whale? Yeah. Wait, do you mean biblically or like... Recently. Yeah, recently. Yeah, that's why we were talking about whales. Recently. Yeah. That's why we've talked a lot about whales on this podcast, because I brought that article. It's still weird to me. Yeah, he's doing okay, I think. Also, I wonder how text, the whale's doing. One of the more news... I think the whale's probably fine. One of the in more news... I mean, they interviewed here, the man, but not the whale. Seems unfair. I think the whale would say... <laughs> um, in more news here... It says, textbooks say most birds can't smell. Scientists are proving them wrong. Love that. (laughs) Just nothing, nothing is (laughs) anything. Um, What a great article. Also, I saw something as I was browsing for articles about a copy of the Declaration of Independence that was like 200 years old. Um, And I, my, why was my first thought about that? Something along the lines of, um... National Treasure? Yeah, National Treasure. Because those <laughs> movies were, uh, cultural A National reset. Treasure? That too. A Cultural Reset and a National Treasure. Also, Nicolas Cage is amazing. Nicolas Nick, Nick, <laughs> Cage's greatest role. We should have him on the podcast. Nicolas Cage? <laughs> yeah, I feel like he'd be a good podcast How? guest. I don't know. Hey, Nicolas Cage, if you're listening to this, Mr. Cage, we would love to talk to you, but just about the National Treasure movies. Um, if you want to bring Treasure in... National Treasure 3, when? If you want to bring in an article related to our nation's history, that would be good, too. We do have to plot some sort of crime during the podcast, or else it's Ooh. not going to be worth it. Yeah, but then we can go to jail. Yeah, but don't you want to sit in a Zoom call with Nicolas Cage as he says, we're going to steal and or kidnap the Declaration of Independence and or the president and or some other thing? Yeah, that would be fun. What's another crime that is like stealing and kidnapping, but neither of those things? Um, hmm. Fraud? In what we're way would de- fraud help us find treasure? Um, I don't know. We're going to defraud the National Bank. Sounds fun. Let's take money out we're of gonna Fort Knox. We're going to melt. I know they say that's like not possible. Like That's the whole thing. Where I... It's like, ah, oh, this is like Fort Knox or whatever, you, you think, know? Do you think it's actually like really easy to break into Fort Knox and they're just <laughs> riding on their reputation at this point? You know... There's only one way to find out. <laughs> Lots of research and Googling? Mm-hmm. Um, when was the last time somebody tried to break into Fort Knox? I'm actually curious. I'm going to Google that. Oh. Uh-oh. Okay. I mean, if they did a good job, we wouldn't know. The last time... There's a Business Insider article from 2011 called How to Break into Fort Knox. So, when was the last time somebody broke into Fort Knox? Um, Not only has there never been a successful robbery of Fort Knox, 
but no one has ever attempted it since the vault opened in 1935. There are no visitors allowed. According to British, not British, Business Insider, um, nobody's ever, yeah. I mean, there's a reason why people say there's turrets and landmines and a radar and that would be a pretty baller national that would be a pretty baller national treasure movie honestly there's something hidden they don't need to steal anything there's something hidden in the like foundation of fort knox for sure to look at laser triggered machine guns jesus why do they even okay wait what's in fort knox that they're even protecting is it just gold that's what Fort Knox looks like. Oh, so these are all speculated security measures because no employees of Fort Knox can confirm or deny that any of these things exist. Only For all one man security, is- gold isn't worth it, is what this Business Insider article says. Only one man has ever tried to break into Fort Knox, and his name was Goldfinger. Yeah. Haha, James Bond, isn't that funny? It can't just be golden for I don't know what impression. I don't want to end up on a list. But I feel like you could do some cool impressions right now. Me? Yeah, because your voice is funky. When you think you're probably when you said the goldfinger thing, you sounded like an old timey radio show guy. Oh, Goldfinger. <laughs> it just sounds like a Mario character. <laughs> That's gonna sound terrible. I peaked my microphone. Do I sound like um, Do I sound like um Waluigi? Wow. <laughs> eh. Um. Um, can I hear something for the middle bit? Yeah, um, <laughs> you should follow us on Twitter at HYHTGN Podcast. Cat, yeah, cat, can I go to the bathroom? Yeah. Okay, thank you. I don't know, can you? What? I said, I don't know, can you? I fucking hate you. <laughs> As of 2019, it has 1.5 billion active users worldwide. You don't know what I'm talking about. No. I started the first part of that sentence in my head and then mm-hmm. finished it out loud. Gmail huh. has 1.5 billion use, active users worldwide. I'm about how, 5 billion of those. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> how many of those users do you think are just like the same person? Because I have like 17 different Gmail accounts that I've made to get YouTube premium. <laughs> Um, I have three for my business because my dad told me that I made an email and my dad was like, that username sounds like a scam. You need a better one. So I made another one. And he was like, that one doesn't sound professional. You need another one. Oh my God. Just have him make it fucking for you. Well, he, he kept suggesting things that were already taken. So, but I've got one now and it works and I'm not going to say it on the podcast. Good plan. I don't know how much of this I'm going to keep in. Um, Middle bit? Yeah. 
this week and all weeks and every week, you should drink water. You literally need it to survive. They this are... week, I personally am sponsored by cranberry juice. You're so, very um, far away from your microphone. So, um, I don't get a yeast infection. Um, That's too much information. Did you know, fun fact about yeast infections, you can get them in your mouth. Ew! Yeah, when I first got my first inhaler, I was, what, like, nine years old? And the doctor was like, make sure to always rinse your mouth out after taking your inhaler, or else you might get an oral yeast infection. That's awful. And I think about that every time I take my inhaler, which is twice a day. I'm really worried about getting a yeast infection, which is why I'm eating both yogurt with probiotics in it. Um, I have started, I bought by accident yogurt smoothie, like, you know, Danimals? Yeah. I bought, I bought what I assumed was grown up Danimals. It was a different brand, but I assumed it was grown up Danimals because it was next to the Danimals. But it had, like, mature packaging. And it was like, ooh, yogurt smoothie. I love yogurt. Um, and it has probiotics in it. And it's delicious. And so nice. I drink those when my tummy's angry. With a lactate. Nice. Because I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> nice. Speaking of being lactose intolerant, um, a friend and I, uh, one of my friends who is taking care of my cats, came by to meet my cat and my sister's cats. Um, and uh, I took him out to lunch as a thank you. Um, for looking after the babies and we went to a Chinese restaurant and he got a fortune that said uh, the person you are with is beautiful tell them all your problems oh boy and I was like what are all your problems and he's like he like just blue screened (laughs) (laughs) Um, but we also got frozen custard afterwards which I'd never had before Um, it's basically soft serve yeah but custard, I, I don't know if frozen custard has eggs in it, but custard has eggs in it. So I assume there's eggs in it. It's like a weird consistency. I liked it, though. Um, it's I good. like to make custard. The first time I ever made custard, <coughs> I'm about to dox myself. The first time I ever made custard, it was for a Doctor Who party that I was throwing freshman year of high school. And so I made custard to dip fish fingers in. Um, That was a mistake. A lot of that was a mistake. Custard was not a mistake. Custard is delicious and fun to make. And my dad will eat it by the gallon. Well, yeah, because it's delicious. Don't dip fish fingers in it. Do not. I mean, like, try it if you want. I'm not here to tell you what you can and can't do. Yeah, if you're a Doctor Who fan, if you live through that, or if you're just like curious. Yeah, but I love to try weird food combinations exactly once. It's fair. Middle bit. Um. Yeah. Did Um, you run through the middle bit while I was in the bathroom? No, I just kind of. I talked for a little while about nothing, and then my mom called, and at one point I sang. As much of Welcome to the Internet as I could remember off the top of my head. I feel like that might be copyrighted. Well, I'm not going to leave it in. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so follow did you on- hear about, wait, did you hear about how somebody is using one of Bo Burnham's songs before they talk about stocks? What? Like, 
some TV channel is playing one of Bo Burnham's songs. Did did he approve of this? <laughs> they paid for the rights to it. Ah. Like they paid to license it because it's now available on for stream on streaming services. Mm-hmm. Which song? Um, <clears throat> whichever one is related to stocks. Completely missing the point of that song. Jeffrey Bezos. Might have been. Um, CEO. Come on, Jeffrey. <laughs> anyway, on, Jeff- you can do it. Uh, follow us on Twitter at hyhtgn podcast or at tangents only on Twitter. Um, send us an email and podcast at gmail.com or tangents only at gmail.com. Um, That's the one. Um, okay, so middle bit. Uh, headline without context. Atlanta woman wakes up to find serval cat in bed after husband leaves door open. What kind of cat? A serval cat. It's a type of large exotic cat. My God. Oops. Oops, Daisy. Now we have this big cat. Um, Guess this boy's arm. Can't find the cat. Sorry, I'm skimming the article. Um, she woke up. The cat was in her bed. It was a giant. What appeared to be wild exotic cat. Um, they took a picture of it and then like kind of herded it. Her husband herded it out of the house and it took a while. And now uh, animal control can't find it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Well, I mean, better than better it being. I mean, it's not good to have wild feral cats outside. But better that than having a feral cat inside. Yeah. Because I don't know if you've seen big cats, but um, they do damage. Yeah. She woke up with it in her bed. <coughs> like, it's weird. It's, it's frightening enough when my, like, 15-pound tiny domestic short hair wakes me up by standing on my chest holding a toy in her mouth. But, like. No, 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 no. Don't try to justify it. That shit's fucked. Can you imagine? Uh, they're approximately two feet long. Or more uh. than two feet long. With pointy ears and, like, cheetah spots. How do you spell the name of the cat? S-E-R-V-A-L. No, 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 no. They're like an ocelot. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 not at all into that. Fuck no, absolutely not. I'm seeing a picture of this thing standing on its hind legs in somebody's home. That thing can put its front paws on the counter. Absolutely not. Uh, the cat jumped out of bed almost immediately. I'm giving you context because I'm very fascinated by this. Um, no, that's a full-on wild animal. Fuck that. No way. These are uh, these are one of the cats that people breed bangles yeah. to get, I believe. Uh, the cat jumped out of bed almost immediately and retreated to a different part of the room as she called out to her husband, Dave, that is not a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
he locked eyes with the cat, which was cornered um, and afraid. Um, and he and she escaped. He kind of herded it out of the house. Um, and they're like, our, we're so g- glad our small dog was in the backyard at this time and not in our house. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, this is not a like a. I really am of the fundamental belief that, like, you should not keep wild animals these, as pets. These types of cats as pets. Because I'm looking at this cat. This is not a, this is not a, like, ooh, cute kitty cat. I mean, it this is very cute. It's it a could really kill cute. kill a man. This is a cute cat, but this cat could also rip your fucking eyes out. Best admired from afar. This is best admired in a safe, um, well-enriched environment. can't get over this picture of the serval cat with its paws on the counter because it looks like it's using the coffee machine. Yeah, it looks like it's using the fucking coffee pot. Um, but it's kind of fucked, though, you know? Yeah. Like, get that cat out of your house that's not a cat right now. It looks like a small toddler. Speaking of cats, my cats are running around the house. No, this is fucked up. I hate it. Not the cat, but, like, conceptually. Just just a wild African cat just turns up in your bed. Have fun. Um, yeah. Uh, the local wildlife organizations assume that it's someone was keeping it illegally as a pet. Um, Can't imagine. Are you ready for... Would you like an article or some listicles? We've been going for almost an hour. Though, I like a, a lot listicle, of that's gonna be please. Cut. I have two listicles, one of which I've already talked to you a little bit about. Ten best shark movies to watch this summer that aren't Jaws. I would like to go in depth on this. What's the other listicle? The other listicle is, uh, what's the best movie to watch on the 4th of July? Ooh. Do you want to start with do, that one? Let's do that one. Okay. Um... Uh, is National Treasure on that list? I don't believe so. I only skimmed it. Um, so first Blasphemy. on the list, Men in Black. Uh, okay. So this article comes from the AV Club. It is a, um, I assume, uh, like a, com, <coughs> like a combined effort. <coughs> uh, I would like an elaboration on Men in Black. Listed, listed are Katie Reif, Laura Adams. Sizik, Eric Adams, Mara Eakin, Gwen Inhat, Inhat, Alex McLevy, William Hughes, Saloni Gajar, Tatiana Tenre, Tatiana Tenreiro, uh, Shanika Anderson, Matt Shimkowitz, and Gabrielle Sanchez all worked on this article. Um... Okay, first on the list, Men in Black. Elaborate. Talk about uh, it. The I obvious, need to know more. I'm reading from the article. The obvious move is to go with Independence Day, but you should consider the second time Will Smith saved the world from an alien invasion in a movie released over the 4th of July weekend. Was it? Apparently. The gold standard for late 90s special effects comedies, Men in Black. What's more Americana than a movie that climaxes with CGI fireworks on the grounds of the 
1964 New York World's Fair, whose entire setup puts an intergalactic spin on the feel-good myth of the American melting pot. Um, huh. Yeah. Uh, number two on this list is Jaws. Eh. 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 If you're a fan of this podcast, you know how we feel about Jaws. Number three on this list is literally anything directed by Steven Spielberg. Okay, fair enough. The most American thing I've ever done on the 4th of July is to eat too much barbecue and feel nauseous watching a Transformers sequel. Damn. I thought Michael Bay did the Transformers movies. Maybe. I think he did the first one, but I guess Spielberg did one of them. Um, Okay. Yeah. As Laura pointed out, one of Spielberg's more cynical movies, Jaws, is the ultimate 4th of July pick. But the swashbuckling adventure of Raiders of the Lost Ark similarly elevates B-movie pulp into popcorn entertainment with worldwide appeal, as does E.T. and Jurassic Park. Yeah, no, fair enough. I have no complaints with literally any Spielberg movie. Live Free or Die Hard, the sequel to Die Hard. Um, Fine. (laughs) um, This is actually like a good suggestion next on the list is Do the Right Thing. Yeah. Like that on a list with literally anything by Steven Spielberg, Jaws, and Men in Black is... I mean, that is a movie that will seriously get you thinking about um, America. And if you want... I mean, know what you're doing when you go in to watch Do the Right Thing. I don't know if we've talked about... We've probably talked about I believe we have, but we should... Yeah. Um... Know what you're getting into when you get into watching. It is do not the right a light feel good movie or a fun disaster comedy like the other things on this list. Yeah, it's um if you wanna especially if you are interested in a film that talks about especially given the state of racism in America and police brutality, um that is a film to talk about and yeah still really impactful even though it was made in 1989 um i just want to shout out uh so matt shimkowitz who wrote the blurb about this one uh talks about on the fourth of july in some years ago trekking alone to the lower east side neighborhood of new to the lower east side neighborhood of new york city to see a screening of do the right thing on 35 millimeters which I think is a really good way to spend the 4th of July. Damn, that is a really good way to spend the 4th of July. Though hopefully that theater was air-conditioned, because New York City in July... Oof. Oof. Um, Next on the list is Fight Club. Ew. Intriguing. (laughs) You know what the perfect movie to watch over the 4th of July would be for me? Mm Mm-hmm. I bet you know what it is. The Meg. Yep. It's a perfect movie to watch any day of the week, honestly. Any Um, holiday. You know what? Slap some... You know what we should do next Christmas? What? We should put a Santa hat somewhere randomly on the screen. And whenever it lines up with somebody's head, take a drink. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then it's the perfect movie to watch on Christmas. Perfect. And a beard. Um, We have to put a beard on there, too. Oh, yeah. Um, Alex McLevy says, uh, for years now, my significant... My significant other and I have treated the rah-rah patriotism of the 4th of July as a chance for some contrarian counter-programming. 
Okay, fair enough. I guess Fight Club is sort of that. Um, next in the order is Dick, which is not a movie I had heard of. Nope. Um, it's it's about a crooked president getting taken down in office. Um, is it about with, Nixon? With uh, yes, yes. Um, it's got Kirsten Dunst and Michelle Williams as, uh, White House dog walkers who bring down the president. I want to watch this movie. (laughs) Uh. Oh, we should watch this. Um, yeah. This is also a movie podcast. I don't know if you guys have figured this out yet. Um. (laughs) But it is also it's a loosely movie. based on the Watergate scandal. Yeah. Oh, it's at the same. Yeah, it's at the same time as Watergate. Yeah. Um. Oh, the dad from Clueless plays Nixon. My God. I want to watch this movie and review it. um, So next on the list is Avatar, the blue people one. um, Why? Which was submitted by a fan. um, And the comment reads on Facebook. And the comment reads, it's a strong, if allegorical indictment of our American imperialism. A romantic view of our history perpetuates our bad habits. I can get on board with that. Okay. It's still a shitty movie. Yeah. Fuck American imperialism (laughs) by watching Avatar. There are better movies to get the point across of fuck American imperialism, though. Um, I can't think of of any right now. You can watch Fern Gully. Fair. Fair. Um, I mean, that's more about, like... Logging and environmentalism, Shout out but to like the soundtrack to Fern Gully for having one of somehow one of Tim Curry's horniest songs. Jesus Christ! I recently made a Spotify playlist called "Tim Curry Being Unreasonably Horny," um, and it starts with the song from Fern Gully. My God! Um, next, okay, so next on the list is "I Know What You Did Last Summer." Okay. <laughs> um after that we've got uh wet hot american summer yes okay yeah fully agree with that one you know that that movie was made in like three weeks i did not know that it's got so many people in it i've never got, seen it dude it's got like that's got amy poehler and paul rudd and um hang on it has it has an unreasonable amount yeah yeah it's got Amy Poehler, Elizabeth Banks, uh, Paul Rudd, Bradley Cooper. That movie has literally, like, everybody in it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, before everybody was anybody. Yeah. Um, oh, who else? Who else is in it? Um, who's the voice actor who's in literally everything? H. John Benjamin. Ah. Um, he's in it. Myra yeah. Eakin says, he's playing it's the a perfect can- movie. Uh, it's he's playing a light- can of vegetables. 
It's filled with life lessons about love, <laughs> respect, and being on time. It's the perfect movie. It is a really good movie. Uh, next on the list, we've got Dazed and Confused. Oh, another good movie. Um, some feel-good summer movies. Speaking of feel-good movies, I don't know if I would call this a summer movie, because I guess it's about Final Project. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I fucking love that movie. That's a great movie. We watched that movie together over the summer last two summers ago while stoned. I believe it. I do not remember it. <laughs> not I that I was imagine. so stoned, stoned. I don't remember it. So but like, stoned. We watched so many movies two summers ago. The Sandlot. Ah, uh, The Sandlot. I have... Some people have really strong attachments to that movie. I am not one of those people. Oh, this was submitted by uh, people on Facebook. Lots of uh, people on Facebook. Oh, I take it back about Dazed and Confused. Mm-hmm. That's that movie. I thought Dazed... I was thinking of a different movie. Dazed and Confused I've never seen Dazed and Confused. Dazed and Confused is the movie where Matthew McConaughey's character says the best part about high school girls is that you keep getting older, but they stay the same age. Yikes! Yeah, which is gross. Yeah. This just, it describes it as being a feel-good summer movie. No, That they loved when they were a teenager. It's kind of creepy. Um, side note, there is a college humor sketch where they get prank ideas from 80s movies. And Uh-oh. they're, they're, so they're like coming up with a prank idea and they keep like citing these 80s movies, specifically Revenge of the Nerds. And their, their one friend is like, what the fuck? What the fuck kind of movies have you guys been watching? What the fuck? Yeah, Revenge of the Nerds is terrible. You want to know what movie is, I think, a perfect summer movie though is it uh captain america the winter soldier because that's what's next on this list that's a great movie no um i was actually thinking of ferris bueller's day off Ooh, that's a good one i love that great movie um iron man no that's the next on this list uh the very first tony this is a marvel tony stark hate podcast the i will say the original iron man movie it's good pretty movie. Good. It's pretty good. It's a pretty um, good movie. But it kind of went downhill from there. <laughs> my summer roasted mind almost immediately drifts Marvel word. But my pick goes for the true representative of America's core values. Rec- recklessly individualistic, weapons-obsessed, smart-ass Iron Man. Gross. Why? No. I mean... If you're... Listen, maybe it's just because I love Paul Rudd. He, we should also get Paul Rudd on the podcast. I don't know how, but... But, but just, the, the joke there is that Iron Man is a perfect reflection of modern America and the issues that are perpetuated. Uh, Recklessly individualistic, weapons-obsessed, smart-asses, smart-ass billionaires who don't... Fair enough. Who don't understand that their actions have consequences. Fair, you know, fair enough. Um... I really like the Ant-Man movies. Call me stupid. Call me whatever. But I really Um, enjoy them. And I just really like Paul Rudd. I think he's a good Jewish Jewish man. 
I just, I want to share a little bit more that William Hughes had to say, which was, uh, what could be more American than watching a billionaire blow up large parts of the landscape in a contradictory effort to tear apart the military-industrial complex being paid by the military-industrial complex? Touche. Fair enough. Um, Next is called Team America World Police. Oh, that's the one with puppets. Yeah. It's, it's satire. To look at satire, but like not particularly. Um, yeah. So you've heard the good news about messages and bottles and whales and IKEA pride stuff and uh, disability pride. Football is gay. That's what the NFL says. Football is gay. Football um, is gay. What else? Take that, homophobes. About? Sharks. Shark movies. This fucking cat that was in somebody's house. Dude. Um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. I have been Cat Slash Dylan. Uh, I have been Sophia. I'll catch you on the flip side. Good night and good news. Bye.